Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome back to Game Store Profits. This is the show about games and the god that created us to play them. My name is Luke Navarro. And my name is Mike Perna. How you doing today, Mike? You sound a little uh, sniffly. I am definitely feeling the effects of the terrible thing that is blooming flowers and trees. I gotcha. Okay, so this is an allergy sniffly. I, yeah, I have a weird relationship with my allergies. When I was a kid, I got them really, really badly. Like, I would miss, like, four and five days of school at a Ooh, time. That is bad. I It was bad. Um, then for a while there, I didn't get them at all, and I thought, maybe I have overcome this. Maybe my body has said, you know what, we're tired of fighting this, it happens, let's just deal. But then this year, my, my allergies have come back with a vengeance. Well, you, you moved back to your hometown, right? I have moved back to my so hometown. So it's totally your hometown's fault. It, you know, it very well could be. Uh, it could be the fact that I'm surrounded by flowers and ridiculousness. Um, but I can't vouch for that. I will say that I'm sitting here with, you know, my dragon mug full of, t full of tea. I've got a box of tissues and I just had some, uh, local honey, which I've been told is very good for allergies. That, that, that is what I hear. Yeah. I think, uh, so folks, if you hear any, you know, horrible honking sounds <laughs> in the episode, hopefully I'll be able to edit out most of my vile honking, but uh, you know, well, it, you know, Hey, that's, that's up to you. You know, we'll leave that to you. I just have to make sure I'm not saying anything profound that I, I can't edit out. <laughs> While I'm doing it. We have finally figured out the answer to the life, the universe, and everything, and it is a chew. <laughs> Son of a sneeze. So, man, what, what else have you been up to? I, I mean, I got a little bit of an idea, but uh, why don't you share with the world what you've been doing? Uh, you mean other than the fact that I've been playing way too much Bioshock? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. That covers it. That's uh, that's what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> no, I've I've been playing a ridiculous amount of Bioshock. I have been absolutely thrilled with this game. I no longer have to cringe and cower and raise my fist in anger every time you mention it. Uh, it, it is a fantastic game. I'm loving this story. I've, I've heard weird things about the ending, like it's not that great, but... It's uh, Bioshocky. It Okay, so... <laughs> I mean... Great story up until the, the end, and then you're like, eh. Well, it's definitely one of those like I'm gonna have to think about this for a little while. Let me let me ponder this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is the meaning here? What what just happened? But I don't want to yeah. say too much. So yeah, I mean, play it. You'll enjoy it. I mean, it's a good uh, thing. You'll enjoy it, right? I'm that's, looking that's forward. What's I'm looking forward to the rest of it. But uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm. Uh, well, I've I've pretty much been pushing uh, Project Awesome. Yes, you have. And it and was it kind is, of funny. It's coming. It's it's well on its way. It was kind of funny because on this past Sunday night, I I spoke at our young adult group, and pretty much every one of them came up to me that night and said, "You're not leaving, right?" And I said, "No, I'm not leaving. I'm just not doing youth group anymore." In light of Project Awesome, and apparently everybody who asked me that went home. And shared this information with their friends and family. Neglecting to tell them that part about the fact that we weren't going anywhere. Nice. So I have been dealing with the fact that for the past week or, week or so, I've just been dealing with a constant stream of, What's this I hear you're leaving? You can't go. And I'm like, we're not. <laughs> 
But you know, so goes the the world of Project Awesome when you're you know you're waiting to announce the the greatness. Yes, that that is it is the most unfortunate part of anything. The the like we know, and it's cool, but you don't know, and I'm not telling you. I will say I was I was really kind of it was kind of giddy, and we'll talk about this this later. But uh, one of our fellow Christian podcasters, after hearing that last episode where we kind of hinted and teased announced Project Awesome. And I jokingly said, you know, you put out there, you know, hashtag I'm with Project Awesome. Well, apparently he put a comment on our thing and said, hashtag I'm with Project Awesome. And I'm like, yay, Ben, you're awesome. Nice, nice. But uh, it is definitely in the works, and uh, you are certainly uh, putting some time into it. I am too. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. I will say that we kind of put aside, we we uh, when we first started doing this podcast, we toyed with the idea of doing Twitter, but then... I got tired of Twitter, and so it kind of fell by the wayside. Please don't but, make me do Twitter. No, no, I'm not making you do Twitter. I'm I'm going to recommit myself to tweeting. Right. Um, I'm looking at all sorts of different applications that will allow me to, <laughs> to do, do it without having to do it. <laughs> to do it without having to, to devote huge portions of time to Twitter. And really, that's the only way that I can do Twitter. If I have to literally sit there and tweet every five minutes then I'm going to be a miserable human being. So you can look forward to the fact, audience, that I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be very strategic with them, and I'm going to hopefully do them in a way that gives you interesting stuff. Um, that being said, GS Profits on Twitter, uh, we are up and running again. Feel free to follow us, and I'm going to be putting out cool stuff on that. Very cool. So, Luke, it, you know, I kind of we kind of hinted at it. So I think I think it's time. I think we have to, to share this little bit of information that came through the wires. All right. I think we have to play the announcement. Okay, so folks, we uh, I think should we should we preface or should we just run it? Well, I think let's let's just leave it at this. Let's right. just run this. All right. And then we'll discuss in a minute. Here we go. And there came a day, a day unlike any other. When Earth's geekiest podcasters found themselves united for a common theme. To take on topics no individual geek Christian podcast could withstand. Heed the call then. For now. Podcasters, assemble! Featuring, Are You Just Watching? Movie, book, and TV show reviews with critical thinking for Christians. AreYouJustWatching.com Faith, Hope, and Nerds. Being creative and being a Christian. FaithHopeAndNerds.com Game Store Profits. Where geek culture and God culture collide. GameStoreProfits.com Geek This Podcast. Geek culture without the pocket protector. GeekThisPodcast.com Geekily Yoked. The world's best married Christian geek podcast. GeekilyYoked.com Holy Worlds Podcast. Encouraging the effective use of niche media genres for the glory of God. Holyworlds.posturus.com The Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at warp speed. TheSciFiChristian.com Storymen, the intersection of pop culture, theology, and history. Storymen.us Strangers and Aliens, exploring faith and imagination. StrangersAndAliens.com Issue one, superheroes. So we're going to be talking about superheroes. This is kind of a cool thing. 
um, Ben from Strangers and Aliens and their podcast uh, was the first person to contact us about this, and we were super excited to get in on this, to do this whole idea of a theme week, and to really have all of these different podcasts, and and he lists them, and I'm I'm gonna when I post it on when I post our podcast on our website, I'm gonna list every one of right. them again in case you missed that. Definitely going to be a cool thing to have all these different podcasts, and really, especially from the fact that we all do different things. We're all talking about, right. you know, geeks and Christianity, but you've got movie stuff, you've got guys focusing on science fiction only, you've got uh, the people who, the, the married couple that are talking about it from there, and to have all of us come together to do this kind of project together, I'm, I'm really excited about this, and we're definitely, we're going to be talking about superheroes, which is always fun. Is it, is it fun? I, I, I sense a lack of faith in superheroes. Ah, uh, you got it, my friend. You got All right, it. All well, share with me. You know, I'm just not that into superheroes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy superhero movies. That's about it. But, it, okay, so kid, we got to get more specific, right? Because to say, Clearly. like, we're talking superheroes, that's like saying we're talking fantasy, Oh, we're talking science fiction. Most the world of su- the world of superheroes is humongous, right? But I, I I think we can break it down the world of superheroes. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do that, but but one of the oldest ways or one of the simplest ways, whatever, is the inherent power superheroes versus the, the I the, got dumped with radiation superheroes. No, no, no. I call I I put those in the inherent power. Okay. Versus the I create my power superheroes. All right. Explain your terms here. All right. Superman and Batman. Okay. That makes sense. Right. You know, I think... Uh, I, I would say, like, Green Lantern is Superman. But Wolverine is a little bit more Batman. Wolverine is that weird Yeah, he's kind of in the though. middle. Okay. But I cannot stand Superman... And his ilk. <laughs> and his ilk. I love your terms. I do not like it. I don't want to read the comic. I don't want to watch the movie. I don't want to watch the TV show. I don't want to reminisce. I do not like Superman. <laughs> or okay. Any, anything about them. I do, however, like Iron Man. Because he's cool. He builds his stuff. He actually does something. Superman's just super because he was born that way. yippity who. Yeah, our our silly yellow sun and all that. Yes. Now I I can definitely appreciate that. I am a huge fan of Tony Stark and his and his wonderment. But you are a huge fan of of superheroes, so really you've got to take the lead on this conversation. Get it, get us to a place. Make me love superheroes, please. No, no, no. I I will I will clarify too because while I do have a thing for superheroes, I will say that I understand completely, I am not a fan of the Big Blue Boy Scout, a.k.a. Superman. Yes. Primarily the reason why I don't get into Superman is just the notion of he's perfect. The only way Superman gets defeated is they had to make up like 15 different types of kryptonite in order for Superman to have any kind of villain whatsoever. Because he's perfect. And and that upsets me. Anybody, anybody who really has no weakness and is pure superpower is is going to frustrate me because I don't care. I okay, really don't care. Are you talking about character weakness or are you talking about power weakness? Yes, as in either. 
Okay. I, I, you know, Superman is always good, always great. Superman's biggest complaint is, oh, I can't believe how lonely I am because no one knows I'm Superman. And I don't care. I, I really don't. I, I, I hate the fact that I have to hide that I'm awesome. I, eh. <laughs> it, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't speak to me. And, and his superpower, like I said, literally, they, if you look in the history of Superman, there is not only kryptonite, there's like six or seven different types of kryptonite. We've got a man who's entirely made out of kryptonite. We got... Uh, 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 well, he, he just bores I mean, you me. Know, when he's been around so long, you got to make something up. No, I, I understand that, but that's the thing. It bores me. I don't... I live in a world with diversity of superheroes and... Yeah, uh, even the super pe- the superheroes that have the amazing semi phenomenal cosmic powers they're interesting characters. All right, see that's a different thing, right? When you're talking about is this a character I can connect with? Uh, you know, you could write Superman in a way that you could connect with him. Oh, it could be done. Yeah, and in fact, the new movie I think if there's ever going to be a chance for me to like Superman. It's going to be in this new movie, because it tackles the whole idea of what if people aren't super glad that we have an alien with superpowers in our city. Right. Like, I, that's complicated, that's interesting, that's valid as a, as a story arc for me. You know, I don't want him to be the big blue Boy Scout. I want him to be... I, I don't want to directly make this, this uh, connection because I really don't like this movie... But I want Superman to be more like Hancock than I do That's Superman. That's a bad movie. It's a bad movie, but the, con- the, the, the concept of it is what I'm talking about. This superhero who's not very super. You know, and I think, though, for me, and, and it's interesting, especially, you know, we're a Christian show here, and we want to talk about it in terms of, uh, of our spirituality, Right. But the thing about superheroes that bugs me is those superheroes who simply inherit their gift. So if you're a mutant, if you're from another planet, if an alien showed up and gave you a gizmo and now all of a sudden you're amazing, if you got bit by any kind of radioactive creature, you know, these are things, these are just average everyday Joes who all of a sudden have incredible abilities. To me, that's really uninteresting. And yet, when you think about our faith, that's exactly what we are. Oh, yeah. But, Absolutely. But I, I, in terms of superheroes, in terms of the stories, I want the guy who's salvation by works, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want, I want the guy who's earning it. Yeah, I do. I want somebody who earns it. I want him to, to have put in years of training so that he's an incredible marksman. Or I want him to, to have studied martial arts in a far-off land for... 20 years or to have invested everything that he has ever built into a suit or something like that that to me is more interesting and yet at the same time I definitely could see the the spiritual ramifications of of the other so as far as as the characters are concerned you're more green arrow than green lantern oh yes <laughs> uh, a hundred times over oh yes See, I, I, I get that. At the same point, the, the thing for me is, is it's the characters. Now, I've always, you know, we've always been about the fact that, that I'm a story geek, and, and so are you to a degree. And to a degree, I mean, yes, you are completely. 
if a character is is really interesting, if his story and his development is a really cool thing, I don't care where his superpower came from. There are a lot of superheroes that I, I kind of have iffy relationships with. Like, I've never been a huge DC fan. The, the, the comic book heroes that have come from the DC universe. I've never really been a big fan of the super mega awesome, the, the Justice League of uber people. Right. Batman being the exception. I, I love Batman. But a lot of these guys I don't really care about. However, there are some except like like I'm a I'm a big fan of Green Lantern. Why? A, no, and here here's Which why. Which one? That that right there. If you look at the history of Green Lantern, it's a mess. Uh, it uh, really uh. is. <laughs> and I'll allow for this. I allow for the fact that if you're looking for the continuity of Green Lantern, get a dictionary, get an encyclopedia, get Wikipedia and a lot of coffee because you're going to need to spend some time. Green Lantern is the sort of guy who, in his, one time his timeline got so confusing that before the internet, there were people who were taking out full-page ads in the newspaper saying, DC, please just make it stop. <laughs> like, that's, that's how, how bad this was. There's there's a guy who he does stuff for the Escapist on YouTube. Uh, he goes by the name of Movie Bob, and he did like a four part thing on the Green Lantern, and it's hilarious, but it's so true. And and he always preempts it by saying comics are weird, and it's so true. I like the fact that the guys who in the Green Lantern, I kind of like the fact that they're just average guys who get the Green Lantern ring. Because of the fact that they're given, it, it basically asks the question: If you are given the ability to do anything, what would you do with it? And not all of these guys are the kind of guys I want having the ability to conjure up whatever they want whenever they want it. These are, are not good guys. Right. <laughs> they just happen to be the guys that the the ring selects. Like Guy Gardner is one of the is one of the guys who gets a ring, and if you ever look into the history of Guy Gardner, like I'm not gonna go too comic book geek into it. Guy Gardner is a jerk, and he really is just a terrible person. But he gets the Green Lantern ring, and and sometimes it leads to some things that aren't so super heroic. And I like that. I like the fact that we're dealing with the fact that these guys are trying to figure out. Okay, I have this power now. What do I do with it? Well, yeah, like, I, I, I will definitely say that the exception to the rule that I just created in terms of which kinds of superheroes I like better is the modern Bruce Banner. Oh yeah, like that. Oh my goodness. Oh, Mark Ruffalo, we love you. So good. Uh, and this is after really, really bad hooks. For a long time on the I, screen. I like the Ed Norton Hulk. It was okay. It was okay. But not nearly what but what what we have now. And it's like, please just give me a Hulk movie now. That's Yeah, what we uh, saw in the Avengers was definitely the best Hulk I've seen. So yeah, you know, uh, and I do think that they're getting better. On the whole, all around, superheroes are getting better. Of course, for me, I almost only interact with superheroes in movies. I'm not a comic book guy. I've tried to be, but it's it's just not something I grok. And uh, so for me, it's definitely about movies. It's about Iron Man coming out this weekend. Um, 
it's about I, I, Avengers two is coming at some point here. Thor two oh, is yeah. coming at some point here. Um, you know, I, I, uh, but you know, you think about it also, and and really, there are superheroes in almost every genre that we geeks love, even if we don't call them superheroes. Well, yeah, superpowered men of action, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I think a, a wizard is like a like a prototypical superhero. Uh, especially when you have a magic system where the wizard can pretty much just do whatever the heck he wants to. Just unleash bolts of lightning and balls of fire from every couple right. of seconds. Right, just because. But, uh, you know, I, I I do think, though, that superheroes, they they have a place in our society. They have a place in our collective subconscious, if you will. Uh, and there is this idea, this dream, this wish that an individual could have all of the power to make right all of the stuff we see around us that's so broken. I mean, how many times, I, you know, in that, that weird space between sleep and awake, you know, where you're just like, you're kind of dreaming, kind of not, kind of dreaming, kind of not, and you think, man, if I had all the powers, I'd take out all these bad guys. You know, and, I, and there's something that in us that longs for that, that 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 ability to enact justice. Because well, the I mean, I, I was watching the first Iron Man movie, and the first Iron Man movie, he gets the suit, he gets the Mark III, he tests it out, and then he's watching the news, and he sees all the stuff going on, and the, like the terrorist attacks, and people being kicked out of their homes. So what does he do? He flies out to kick butt. Right. It's the that's the quintessential dream that we are all sort of jumping into when we imagine ourselves or as superheroes or we live it out through these superheroes. And and if you really look back into the history of a lot of the, the older comic book heroes, like you haven't lived until you've seen a, an image of Captain America punching Hitler in the right, face. Right. Like yeah. a lot of the, the, the comic book heroes, they all had at least one episode, one one book in which they were fighting the Nazis because that's what we wanted. We wanted a superhero to go over there and just end it and be done. Right, and we and we want to believe that the good guy is always going to be big enough and strong enough, and he's going to destroy the bad guy. Right. And that's what superheroes are all about. You know, one, that we believe that there's somebody out there who's big enough and strong enough to do this, and two, that we believe that maybe we could be that person as well. So this isn't quite superhero Okay, but it is, I mean, it's sort of superhero. So uh, a couple weeks back, I had a free day, and I wanted to go see a movie. And there was, like, nothing in the theater that I wanted to go see. Uh, And so I ended up going to see um, Olympus Has Fallen. I've heard great things. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Olympus Has Fallen is basically... Uh, there's a guy, he's a Secret Service agent, some things happen, and he kind of, he was on the president's detail, but now he's not. Uh, he's literally working across the street from the White House when an attack happens, a terrorist attack, uh, a, a military attack, I don't whatever the right wording is for that, to try to take the White House. And, and he ends up sort of uh, diehard-esque, being the one guy in the building trying to trying to deal with these uh, terrorists who've taken over the place. And he's fighting his way through and in the meantime in you know wherever uh 
United States government seat of power number two, where everybody's got to go when all the everything goes bad underground somewhere in a bunker, wherever it happens to be. There's a group of people, and they are everybody's there trying to make all the the, the good decisions. What are we going to do? How are we going to get this deal dealt with? And the hero's in there, and he's trying to figure out how he's going to get to where everything needs to go. And do you know what the only thought in my mind was? What's that? If somebody attacked the White House, God forbid, but if somebody came in with a plane or a tank or a whatever and tried to attack the White House, I have no confidence whatsoever that anybody would be able to make the right decision to stop it. You know, when you when you look at the powers that be, you think, these people are fools. They're just <laughs> fighting amongst themselves. And so, you know, I, I think there is even an adult longing to see a superhero. A guy who can see things in black and white, he can know what's right, he can know what's wrong, and he can do the right thing. You know, because all of us, even as adults, we end up thinking, well, man, we're going to be fighting forever about Social Security and about health care and god forbid that there'd be a war and and we don't know what we're doing we're just making it up as we go and we'd like to believe there's somebody out there who's better well yeah i again i can i can see that i i see that i mean it, it's a natural longing to see somebody just fix things it's a lot of it's what a lot of people accuse christians of doing we made up god to fix all of our problems and blame when things go wrong that this of course is stupid and wrong but you could see where the argument would come from i can i can understand but here here's the thing that that gets me uh, to me superheroes are more than filling that void i i think there there's definitely validity in your statement i think there's definitely that we want somebody to fix the problem uh but i think that the main part of why superheroes are such a big thing and why we still talk about them why we're gonna talk about them forever long after paper copies of comic books have, have left and gone the way of the buffalo, um, we're still going to be talking about superheroes. And I think a lot of that is is that we want to put ourselves in into these guys. And I think if you look back, a lot, yeah. of the, a lot of the guys that have the biggest following are these guys that start from nothing and then get something. Peter Parker gets bitten by a spider. Captain America gets injected with the super soldier serum. You know, all these guys that that grow to be this amazing, wonderful superhero that start off with these common, everyday things. We want to do this stuff. We 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 put ourselves into this position where we desperately want to to be able to do this stuff. We're like, man, that'd be so cool. It'd be so cool if we had this amazing power at our fingertips. And part of it, I think, is is we just want to be awesome. We, we see ourselves as, you know, just this tiny little insignificant nothing. And superheroes allow us to, like, oh, man, if only I got hit with radiation, you know, or whatever, and I mutated and I became this awesome thing, then I would be cool. Then I would be special. Then I would be fantastic. I think there's a lot of stuff that can be said about that as far as our, our, our faith goes as well, because... We're not just looking for the the Superman to come in and and fix everything, but we want to feel like we're a bigger part of things than we actually are. We we want to feel like we're special and seen. Well, 
Well, let's let's really play this out a little bit and kind of use comic books as the medium to do this. We come to Christ. Mm-hmm. We are bitten by the spider. Right. And we believe when that happens, when we are born again, that we can change the world. Naturally. And yet, it seems like as believers, we have kind of gone through a very similar cycle that that modern day superheroes have because modern day superheroes the the trend in these stories is for them to doubt themselves oh it's yeah for them to abandon their powers it's for them to use their powers for evil it's for them to take off the mask put the suit away and go back to being normal and you know so we end up having again this group of people even within the church saying you know what? Yeah, we have the spirit in us, but we can't change the world, so let's just wait on the superhero to show up. Let's just wait on the Messiah. And so we definitely have these these uh these threads, these these questions that superhero stories bring up playing out in our faith. Well, I I love that that fact that you you talked about we're given this power and and really when you really break down this the holy spirit's indwelling and the nature of spiritual gifts and everything we totally downplay the holy spirit in our existence it it's a thing like we forget when we even when we talk about god we forget the holy spirit there's god the father there's christ and then there's the lackey like completely forgetting the fact that the holy spirit is one of the persons in the trinity Forgetting the fact that this person of the Trinity indwells the believer and empowers us to do amazing things for the glory of God. Like, we completely forget this on a regular basis. It's like if Peter Parker gets bit by the, sp- by the spider and then just real- then realizes he has his superpowers, realizes he should do something, gets the, you know, the, the speech of with great power comes great responsibility, and then decides to become a barista at Starbucks. And that, that, that's a lot of what we, we look at our faith as. We, we have been given this amazing thing. We have been indwelt by the Spirit of God and given a task of, of going out and doing things and serving God in sometimes in big things and sometimes in little things. But what we end up doing is nothing because we think, oh, that other guy who's doing it much better is going to be the one that does it. And and it it seems it's just ridiculous to me that we do this and we do this on a regular basis. And I keep going back to this guy uh, uh the the message I mentioned where I was I dropped the 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 information that I'm going to be stepping down as a youth leader. I was preaching about this guy named Bezalel. And even now you you know everybody who's listening is probably like who the crap is Bezalel? Is he messing with us? <laughs> Is, is he just making up names? He's just pulling letters out of a hat and trying to string them together? Bezalel is a guy in your Old Testament that you've probably never heard of. He's the dude who built the tabernacle. He's the dude who built the place in which God dwelt with his people. But the thing about him is it's not just some guy who built the tabernacle. God speaks to Moses and says, I have filled this man i have i've given this man my spirit and empowered him 
to build the tabernacle. I have given him the skills to work with gold and silver and bronze. I have given him the skills to carve wood and stone, to to embroider cloth. I have given him this. And and for me, the more I looked at, at Bezalel, the more I, I realized that we we keep having this idea that ministry is for somebody else or ministry is for the guy with the title or doing the work of God is something that somebody else does and we just soak it in. And that's not what we're called to do. We're called to be superheroes for Christ. And it's not like it's of our power. It, it, it This is kind of going back to what you said. I, I get the superpower thing because we're given all this power, not because we're awesome, but because God has called us to it. And we have been empowered. We have been given the Green Lantern ring and said, the ring picked you. Now use it. But this is so much better and so much bigger than some little green ring that lets us make, you know, how, what is it? Hard energy constructs of <laughs> our, our own, our own whatever. This is the spirit of God who looked at us and said, you're going to do something awesome and I'm going to empower you to do so. The almighty creative God who put together this universe and everything in it looks at us and says, I am giving you my power to do something. And then we like, again, just kind of go back to my earlier metaphor. We take that and say, I'm going to go be a barista in Starbucks. And it's ludicrous to me. Well, I'll tell you what one of the problems is. Have you ever played a like an MMO or a specifically like City of Heroes? Um, I have played City of Heroes. Okay, so I never played City of Heroes, but my understanding is there's this incredible character creation. Oh yeah, it was the best part of the game. And you got to be this truly unique superhero. And even though I mean it's a game, it's got a limited set of of variables. You could really make something that felt like you were special. Oh, yeah. And then you get out in the street and do the exact same things that everybody else is doing over and over. Over and over, over again. <laughs> again. That is Christianity. We are each a unique, special creation. A hero that God has built and given really cool powers to. Yet somehow we all seem to go into life and try to do the same thing over and over and over again, and we get bored, and we find ourselves feeling insignificant. And, you know, one of the things that we preach so much on this show is, if you're a freak, if you're a geek, then just embrace it and love it and say, God made me strange. Because you know what? God made every one of us strange. Right. He made each one of us with our own unique set of weird to go out there and be the hero that we need to be. Not the hero that stands in front of the pulpit every day. Not the one that sits next to you in the pew. Not the ones that you dream that you could be, but the one that he made you to be. And, you know, a, a world full of the same superhero doing the same thing would be an awfully boring world. Which is why they don't have those in comic books. Yeah. Give them each their own unique world, for the most part. And and one thing that I, I I'll bring up one character of mine he he used to be what I referred to as my 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 top three he's now he's now really solidified himself as my favorite uh, 
comic book characters. And, and as far as my comic book collection goes, there's really two that get me, and it's Batman and the X-Men. And collecting Batman comics is hard because there's like six billion of them. Mm. But I have I have a number of different things from the X-Men and various X-Men spinoffs. There's also like a million X-Men. There's, like there's like a billion of them too, but... Um, one thing that I, I, one character that has always been one of my favorites is a guy whose actual name is Kurt Wagner, and he goes by the name of Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler has solidified himself as my favorite, one, because he's just got this really cool ability. He can literally teleport to anywhere that he can see Blink. in an instant. He also is, is blue and has glowing yellow eyes, which is just fun. Um, in fact, for a while there, and I think it still might be, um, if you look on my personal page on Facebook, my cover picture is Nightcrawler holding a Bible, and he's quoting from it, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. The reason that Nightcrawler is, is particularly awesome to me is, is that Nightcrawler is actually a believer. Nightcrawler is a, a devout Catholic man, as a blue mutant, and... His his character arc has been interesting because when you first meet Nightcrawler, he's a circus performer. He goes from circus performer to like swashbuckler and ladies man. He goes from swashbuckler and ladies man to this devout religious figure, to the point that his uniform actually has a priest collar in it during some of his iterations. And a lot of times, I, I really like Nightcrawler because it reminds me that. One, we all have a story arc of which our faith is part of it. And we might have come from one thing, but we, we end up in another. And, it, you know, at some point, God grabs a hold of us. And I, I like that about his, his story arc. Though some people think that he was better as the swashbuckling pirate. Yar. Yar. But to me, Nightcrawler reminds me, like, Nightcrawler's biggest thing... And I believe it happened in uh, several episodes of, of his, like, spinoff when he went over to England for, uh, it's called Excalibur. And at one point he realizes something, that every time he teleported, there was a, a distinct smell of sulfur. And he realized that when he teleports, he actually teleported through hell. And that was a, a horrible revelation to him. And he felt conflicted in his own existence He's like, I have this superpower, but to have this superpower means I plunge myself into the depths of hell to use my superpower. Does that, does that somehow mean that I'm no longer, should I even be doing this? Should, am I somehow spitting in the face of God to use my mutant ability? And this all gets played out on the comic book page. Hmm. And, and at some point he comes to terms with this, and then you get these great moments when He's he's understood that his his faith is still a thing. His faith is still a, a pivotal part of him. And you get lines like there, one of my favorite things that I saw when looking through a bunch of these images of Nightcrawler was him just surrounded in like uh, flames as this building is burning down. And he's talking to Wolverine. And Wolverine, if you want to talk about an angsty son of a gun who <laughs> thinks that the world is full of misery and pain, so he might as well cause some more of it. You got Wolverine. Um, he looks at Wolverine, and not to go into the whole setup of the comic strip, the, the the comic book that this happens in. He just looks at him, and he kind of turns and he gives a wink, and he says, "He says Wolverine in heaven, they have the best tasting beer." 
<laughs> and if you know Wolverine, like you, that would be how you would kind of speak to Wolverine about faith and about what God does and things like that. And, and he just becomes this awesome force to me. This, this guy who struggles with his faith, who is struggling with conviction. He's trying to do good, but sometimes doing good makes him do horrible things that he doesn't like. And sometimes the, the stuff that he thinks is horrible is actually something that has been part of who he is and part of what he's been called to do. And I like that. I see a lot of, of my own spiritual journeys through the life of Kurt Wagner. I see, you know, a lot of what I've figured out and a lot of what I've come to kind of traipsed out in the life of Nightcrawler. And a lot of that is it, he's being a superhero, but he's also being a person who's trying to figure out his place and, and how God has, has designed him to function within this world of normal people. All right. Well, that kind of kind of gets me to, uh, I want to kind of put you on the spot a little bit. Okay. And what is Mike Perna's superpower? Oh my. Not what superpower do you want to have? What is the superpower that God gave you? There's a couple things I could put in here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what kind of angle I'm going for because there really is like like there's a reason why this message that I just preached was on on Bezalel and Exodus. It's it's because that has it's kind of how God prepared me to to really jump into Project Awesome. Because as I've I've shared with you guys on this podcast a number of times, I have always felt I've felt the call to ministry shortly after I got saved. And I've always had this understanding this would either be from behind a pulpit or as leading a youth group. I've always thought this is the case, but it was kind of me falling into this understanding of that's what ministry is. You do it through a church. It's done behind a pulpit. It's done, you know, under the auspices of church ministry. Right. And I, I, I kind of have fallen into that. Now, granted, you know, who knows what's going to happen super far down the line. My, my prayer is that Project Awesome takes off and, you know, I'll be doing this for the rest of my existence. But who knows what God has for me down the line. But this idea of Bezalel, that this guy was called, he's not mentioned anywhere else in scripture other than in reference to this act. Or to be part of somebody else's genealogy. Bezalel is only mentioned as the guy who God specifically empowered and called to build the tabernacle. And the the way I kind of looked at it, the, the kind of my... You know, my, my big idea to kind of wrap your, wrap people's heads around in this message was, was that no matter what you do, no matter what you're passionate about, what you care about, there is the potential there that, that God may have empowered you specifically to take that thing and use it to build a place where God might dwell amongst his people. And to me, I think a lot of that is my ability to play. And I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, and it sounds like such a stupid thing. Doesn't sound ridiculous to me. Well, that's because you and I do this podcast, and we're doing Project Awesome, and there's a reason why God has right. put us together. <laughs> Fair enough. To, to the average person, that sounds like such so ridiculous, and it sounds so frivolous. 
to say that my superpower is play. I, I really believe that um, when we talk about spiritual gifts, a lot of time we sell God short by saying only these lists in the Bible are, that's it. That's the, the, the fullness of the spiritual gifting. Everything has to fall under one of these categories. Yeah, I'd call that, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what category that falls under, and that's blaspheming the Holy Spirit right there. Right. I, if the, as far as I'm concerned, if you, anything that, that has been given to you specifically upon faith that is for the, the building up of, of the body and the, the, the encouragement of the faithful, that's spiritual gift. And the more I really think about it, and now granted, part of that is very, part of my, my, my spiritual gift and superpower of play is very mechanical. You put a game in front of me, video game, board game, role-playing game, hopscotch, you put a game in front of me, and I will know it, and I will learn it, and I will, I will make it fun, and I will show other people how it can be fun. There that's you go. How, that's what I do. That, that, that's awesome. I mean, when you just stop and think about it, right? Think about how many people would love to be able to play. Right. But they don't know how. They can't remember what it was like to be a kid. They can't remember how to imagine. They can't remember how to let go of all of their stress and all of their daily worry and all of their their shield that they put around them about how perfect and wonderful they are and just have a good time. And I I really think that that's something that, that, that is from God. Like, I've always been playing video games. It's not like I can... Uh, right. Because like I said, spiritual gifts has to come from the spirit. You get the spirit upon faith. And so part of me is like... Well, I've been playing games forever. How could that be a spiritual gift? And and I realized something. It's it it wasn't about just the playing. It was the ability to use that to expand on on what God does and what God has called us to. Yeah, and I, I think, think there's often a coherency between the before and after. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely tie in the fact that 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 God has designed us from the beginning, and and we can not jump into you know this is the thing about superheroes. I don't want to jump into predestination right, okay. on it, but you know you understand that 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 God has always known that this is going to be a thing, and so there's lots of of theological jumping off points that we can talk about there. But I I think that that uh, for me that's a big thing about how the Spirit talks to people in my life because. I've always said that, you know, one of the biggest things that I've done is is teach, you know, my high school kids how to play D&D. And it's been such a cool thing. In fact, um, one of the kids, I gave my, I mentioned the other episode, either the last episode or the episode before that, that I gave away my, my D&D 4th edition books. And the kid who I gave them to, his his game starts tomorrow. Awesome. That's he, cool. he told me he told me today that his game is starting tomorrow that he's got his players together and he's got things set up and and I told him today I'm like dude you need to like text me or call me when your game is over because I want to know how it went and and so much of of myself I saw in this kid so much of that that confusion of, of what what he could do and what it what was available to him and and everything like that I I saw in me and and I just, I just wanted to just 
have this really awkward moment. I just wanted to like grab him and be like, like, dude, you have such an awesome thing in front of you right now, and you're learning it sooner than I did. Because I didn't run my first game until I was probably like 20. Because I was scared to death to run a game. I only wanted to play in it. And I literally gave this kid the keys and said, the world is yours, now do something awesome with it. And he is. And that is so cool. And there are some times when I, I really think of of God doing that with, with us. There are so many times when I think of, of God just opening the door. Uh, to kind of branch off into a random nerd tangent, um, a, a fun fact that not a lot of people know about is in the original uh, Willy Wonka movie, when they opened the door into the chocolate factory, the looks on the actors' faces is not acting. They intentionally kept the set for the chocolate factory a secret until that moment. So that when they opened that door and revealed the inside of the chocolate factory to those actors, those those reactions, they wanted just the, the honest reaction to seeing all that spectacular awesome, all that wonderment, that 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 was real. And I just imagine God being Willy Wonka in that moment, opening the door and just showing us this is the world I have for you. This is a world filled with everything you could think about and more. And I'm going to let you play in it. And I'm going to let you do something spectacular. And at the end of it, it's not one of us that gets the keys to this, this great and wonderful world. It is given to all of us through his spirit. And says, go and do something amazing. And that's... that's I, I don't want to go too far into the thing, and I don't want to completely be the guy who's just talking here, but I keep going back to that whole idea of, of we have all been made to be superheroes. Any one of us who claims Christ, we are all superheroes. Um, I recently saw a quote from a, a Doctor Who episode, and and at the time I, I remember hearing the quote and being like, oh, that's a really nice line, but hearing it again outside of the context of the Doctor... I, I realized how amazing it is. Um, somebody had, had written above the quote just this, I feel so insignificant. I feel so so useless and pointless. I can't do anything to impact the world. And then underneath it is just this quote from, I believe it was when David Tennant was the doctor. And it says, In over 900 years of life, I have never met anyone that wasn't important. And... Yeah, I I'm just I'm just floored by the fact that that God has done this for us. And I am floored also at for myself and for all of us because I'm just as guilty of this as anybody else. I'm floored by the fact that we've been given so much and we just let it sit thinking that it's for somebody else. That 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 somebody else is supposed to do this, that somebody else is supposed to create this. Somebody else is supposed to to step into this situation. Somebody else is supposed to do this. When all the time God is just sitting there going, why I've given it to you to do. I have made it so that you can do this. I have, I have given you my spirit to tell you to just go and do this. Why are you stopping? Why are you delaying? Why haven't you already stitched together your superhero outfit? <laughs> and we're all just waiting 
for somebody else to do what we've been called to do. Well, like you said, I, I think, uh, well, one, I think play is a, a perfectly wonderful superpower. Uh, and two, I, I, like you said, you know, it is Superman being a barista. And, and that's not what we were made for. You know, and I'm interested to see uh, how the rest of our brother and sister podcasters take on the subject of superheroes uh, from their perspective and their faith. Uh, and folks, we're going to, again, remind you uh, of how to get connected with uh, with those podcasts. Uh, you can check out uh, our post on Game Store Profits. Uh, we'll have that in the show notes. And I'm sure that we'll also go ahead and put it uh, on Facebook. And I think probably most of them are already liked on Facebook from our page anyway. Uh, yeah, but, any one of them that had a Facebook page, I went and liked all of yeah, them. Yeah, so that stuff's all there, and it's actually been there for a while. And several of those folks uh, post on our stuff, and we post on their stuff, and it's a Facebooky, social networky kind of a, a world there. And uh, so we encourage you, go out there and listen. And listen, if you're coming to us from them, this is the first time you've listened to Game Store Profits, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, I know for a fact there's at least a couple, because... Uh, I've, I've noticed that, that we're slowly climbing that ladder to 100, 100 likes on Facebook. And, you know, every time I see one, I, I get all giddy inside and I check who it is. <laughs> and So, folks, if you've been listening, know that Mike's Googled you. I don't. I don't I'm not a creeper. <laughs> I'm a Facebook stalker, and that's all I, that's I limit myself to. Yes. No, okay. but, um, but I know for a fact that some, some of the people that I've seen I, appear on, like, multiple Facebook pages of all these people, and I'm super excited about that. I love the fact that guys that I see on the Strangers and Aliens page are showing up on our page, are showing up on the Game Church page. I, I love that, because that's what we're striving for. That's what we're looking to achieve. Uh, well, we're looking for the fact that we're not in competition with each other. We're all trying to do the same thing for God. And I love the fact that I'm actually seeing that happen. That's well, such a I'll cool thing. I'll tell you thing. what, you know, I, actually I kind of uh, differ from you on that just a little bit. Uh, you know, because you said we're all trying to do the same thing for God. And it is true that we are all working for God. But here's what amazes me about this list of podcasters is none of us are talking about the same thing. No, no, I'm I'm talking more. I I, can, no, I, I know I know what you mean. Yeah, definitely. I'm more thematically, we're all looking but, to do the uh, same like, thing. Like you know, when because uh, they contacted you first, or maybe they contacted us our email, and you get our emails, so it went through to you. And you told me like, hey, there's these guys who do a similar show to us, and they want to get together and cross promote. And I was like, really? There are other geeks who talk about board games and gods and role playing game and stuff. No, they're doing their own thing. And that's, that's such the point of this episode, right? They're each doing their own thing. They've got that little weird niche thing that God has created them and asked them to do. And they've gone off and do it, just like Mike, you and I have. Just like everybody listening to this show has an opportunity to do. You know, even this week, you know, we posted on the thing on Facebook... How can you help the Project Awesome? And there's just this, there's a list of random stuff that you never think about specifically being ministry or specifically oh, yeah. being a calling, and yet we need it. We're, we're, we're literally looking for, for people who can make a tabernacle. Yeah, That's literally 
quite literally, in as far as the internet is concerned, we're looking to build a tabernacle, and none of us have been given the ability to, right. to, to do the stuff that Bezalel was. You know, we don't know how to sew, we don't know how to work with gold, but we know you guys do. And so we'd love you to keep connecting with us. You can do it on the website, GameStoreProfits.com. You can do it on Facebook, Facebook dot com slash game store profits uh Lit- literally Twitter there now. is no talent that that at some point might not be useful to us yeah i mean we we're talking with uh a wonderful woman who is, is graciously donating like logo work for us fantastic you're gonna see more of her stuff in a bit i swear to you because she's awesome i'm gonna just we're gonna start posting links of her stuff anyway because it's just great stuff um we've got people who are are just doing everything that that we need. I've got guys on the ground just telling people about our podcast. Um, we've got so much stuff that's going on on a daily basis to get get us one step closer to actually putting the real name to Project Awesome. But sorry, kids, it's still called Project Awesome for now. We're not at that point yet. But we will be. We will be. And so, folks, we uh, we invite you to keep on listening. And as always, we remind you that God is the game master. No matter how the dice fall, the game plays on.